Hello? It is I, Stephen. Ooh, your day has come. No, it is I, comma, Stephen. (laughs) It is I, comma, Stephen. Wait, no. (laughs) Stephen, comma, it is I, the ghost of podcasts present. Oh my god, the ghost of podcasts present. Take off your nightcap. Keep the gown on. You've got some lessons to learn today (laughs) on Christmas Day. Wow. Well, happy, happy Christmas, Ghost. Not happy for you, I'm afraid, because you've been a real stinker. You've been too mean to your podcast co-host, Zach. Oh, no. Are you going to take me on a magical and enlightening journey where no, I see that Zach has a terminal illness? we don't have a multi-room budget. We'll be <laughs> sticking to the bedroom. <laughs> Basically, Christmas is... Steven, it's me. I know you're surprised. It's me. Whoa. It's Christmas morning. I've summoned Steven? you. <laughs> Steven, comma. It's me, Zach. <laughs> I've summoned you here on Christmas Day. It's very important because you've been too mean to me. Mm. So I went ahead and grinched Christmas away. And I'm not oh, giving no. all of these little boys and girls their their boppets and their and their rose petals or, or whatever. Yeah. I'm not handing those out until you eat some fucking crow and mm. apologize to me for just how fucking terrible you've been to me. How mean. Just not in the Christmas spirit at all. You know, Zach, I think I do want to take this opportunity to apologize. I'm reeled in. (laughs) For absolutely fucking nothing, you goddamn worthless, white, beautifully haired, lovely, lovely, lovely lipped man. I'll take that. Lips. You like my lips? (laughs) (laughs) I love your lips. I'm not going to tell the audience which ones, though. He has a set of big red candy lips that he hides under his pillow that taste delicious. You remember those big, those lips that like the suckers that had the lips on the end of them? From the Cracker Barrel store. Yes. Did you ever buy one of those? Did your mom ever let you? I don't know. Is this what did we're talking about? To? I don't think so. Did you well, want to go I and do practice think it did kissing work like the that. big red lips? <laughs> I think you're right. I'd say, that's fun. I want one of those. And my mom would say, no. It's a big <laughs> like, that's, wax That's a $35 sucker. Put it away. <laughs> now, my mom's experience with mine at Cracker Barrel was a little bit different because we're you know, African-American. So Steven, we'd walk it's Christmas in, Day. <laughs> they'd chase us with a broom and say, hey, I don't care. If they let Jesus in a barn, we're not letting any, any blacks in the Cracker Barrel today. Next time, call me up. Uh, let me tag along with you. They know me. They'll say hey. <laughs> you They'll have a table in. in the back yeah, in the smoking section. Merry they Christmas. Still have smoking in Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> On well, Christmas, well, no, they, do. they don't. They don't have smoking anywhere. But they won't tell you no at Cracker Barrel. They won't make you put it out. Mm, nice. I know that too. They know me. They'll let you smoke in Cracker Barrel if you're with me. <laughs> they know me there. <laughs> Merry Cracker Barrel, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. No matter how you listen to us, no matter when, no matter where, no matter which audio feed, we could not let Christmas Day go by with both of us saying, hey, guys, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. Mm-hmm. I have two of those. <laughs> Wait five more <laughs> minutes before you unplug that deathbed. We've got to go record a Christmas Day podcast real quick. 
real quick, real fast. Hi, Sorry, I know these are our, our last days together, Dad. But if the podcast doesn't come out every week, something's going to happen. We don't know what, but something will happen if we don't. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Christmas Day to have a little Zach and Steven spilled into your Christmas coffee to brighten up the spirit. I don't know. Hi, Steven. How are you? Happy holidays. All that. Hello. Hi, Zach. And I want to wish you a happy Kwanzaa. I know you're an avid uh, celebrator and a fan (laughs) of the black community. And a happy Kwanzaa to you, Zach. Thank you. I hope you enjoy... Your your lovely time with your newly found African American family. Yes, shalom. Wait, yeah. What are, they wouldn't say shalom. What would they They'd say? They say fashizzle. Hmm. <laughs> fashizzle, Stephen. Fosho. Shalom, Stephen. Fosho. Thank you. You you don't think that the Kwanzaa holiday cards we sent out with our headdress and our beads and uh, uh, what else did we have? You remember? I think it would have been a problem if you didn't do the color retouching. I think that saved it for you. Well, I just just didn't think it looked right. It just looked. (laughs) (laughs) It just didn't look right. Yeah, just sun-kissed, and you're, well, and you're good to go. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, everybody. Mm. Thank you for joining us for a moment over your holiday season to spend a little time laughing, to, to feel the warmth of each other's presence mm. as we take another sip of boozy nog. I almost wrote a poem for the beginning of this, wow. like a like a Twas the Night Before Christmas thing mm-hmm. that was going to lead in to my uh, excellent ghost of podcast present bit from earlier but i decided to nix the poem look we're here to sell some stuff honestly we it's the disguise of a christmas special but we're here (laughs) to ask you to spend the 20 that just fell out of uncle todd's card that he got you for christmas to apologize for not showing up to your last three grade school graduations we're asking you to take that convert it to electronic money and wire it on over to patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast and speaking of patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast the people over there at the ten dollar and up level who bring you this show every single week Mm. we've got to shout them out and those people are mary baker budisa hey merry christmas just a door away from steven yelling (laughs) can you get back in here please we pause the movie for you i don't know what movie are we watching on christmas probably national lampoon's christmas vacation We've also got Danny M. Lugo, who will not be invited to the the family Christmas, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Sorry. You gotta wait four years until they they let you in. They haven't let me in yet, and I'm just true. Zach's first on at the, the list. door. <laughs> Justin Fortier, nothing really to say about about that guy. Doesn't sell. Uh, I like him. I like him a lot. No, mm-hmm. he's elusive. And Lil S. Haker, who is also clawing on the <laughs> trying on the, to get in on the door, just trying to get in. Not gonna well, happen. Lil it's has, not has ten years, happen. so Lil is, is more than allowed at my family's Christmas. What are you most looking forward to today? Which is, of course, on mm. this day as we speak, Christmas Day. You know, I've. How does I've your day start? Do you do ca- stuff in the morning? I guess you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll answer your question before uh-huh. I I answer the last question. Yeah, um, that'd be best. We're morning, you know. Open some presents with my You're siblings in morning? and my mom uh, constantly, constantly. Zach never not been in morning. Uh, you know, open presents, eat some 
something. I don't know. Watch movies. Christmas Day is pretty chill in my family. But I also don't really like Christmas that much. So I don't know. I I try to like it more because people around me like it. And so I'm like, ah, yeah, sure, Christmas. Uh, but I like getting to spend time with family. And usually I get to see my buddy Zach at some point over Absolutely. the Christmas holiday. I'm open. My books are open. They're clear. Not a single appointment. Uh, let me check my schedule from, Jan- you know. from December 23rd to about January 19th. I'm open. Wide any open. day of the week, any hour, mm-hmm. you call, I am there. Okay. I'll let you know. Uh, have your people call my people. I'll reach out through Lil. My favorite part of Christmas is the morning because when the I was a kid, it was my favorite. The like repass. The morning of the, my childhood. That's Sitting my shiva? favorite part of Christmas. Mm-hmm. My favorite part as a kid was waking up and the first thing in the morning was you go downstairs and the stocking is full. Mm. Were you a stocking family? We're a stocking family, but we never had a fireplace. And so our stockings mm-hmm. would usually be like on the couch. So I would, I'd peek at the tree, peek at the stocking. Mm-hmm. They're usually both within sight. This year we do yes. have stockings that are hung up. That's very nice. That's mm-hmm. always fun. I love the stockings. The first thing. Having like an immediate sweet out of your stocking and having like a mm. warm drink, and then every now, Christmas morning. Here's a difference: where you were not to, not to cut off your childhood, but uh, you were a pseudo only child for part of your yeah your for childhood. most of so my. You, did you get up. to open your stuff right away? No, my family is the worst when it comes to that, and I'm so glad that it's like fractured enough that we don't really do this mm-hmm. anymore. It used to be that in the morning, my favorite part, I would get my stockings and then you call, <laughs> you call everybody and you yep. say, guess what? Little baby boy, Zachary, he's awake. It's time to come on over now. Uh-huh. Come on over now. Come on over now. And then everybody comes over. There's grandparents, there's siblings, mm-hmm. there's children as the years go by, but it's still on baby boy, Zachary's clock. Yeah. I call about, <laughs> nowadays I call about 1145 Christmas morning <laughs> and I say, I'm up, guys. Guys, get over faster. <laughs> get over I'm going to lose it. You got to get over here quicker. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I also had to wait until the whole family arrived. To, the whole family would arrive. And, mm-hmm. and not only that, then I still didn't get to rip into all of my presents. Everyone took turns. And took we turns? went in a large family circle, one present at a time. But what if everyone didn't get the same amount of gifts? Yes. Every year. That's terrible. Sorry, Grandpa Jack. That's all we got for you (laughs) this year. The same tie that we got you two years ago, we forgot. And everybody hated it. And it puts so much on the who got who what. Mm -hmm. And I hated it. But nowadays, it's not like that at all. You would know. (laughs) I don't know what they do. (laughs) Beats me. I I wake up and I have my coffee and we open our stockings. And then Lil and I open all of our presents for each other together. And I think we do take turns. And then uh, once we get through Lil's Measly 4 or 5, I open sure, my 37. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know we're not supposed to talk about Harry Potter in today's mm-hmm. woke climate, but yeah. I'm like, uh, what was the kid's name? <laughs> Dudley gets downstairs <laughs> Dudley, and he's like, yeah. 37? Last year I had 39. 39. <laughs> <laughs> That's me every Christmas. <laughs> Excuse me. Are you hiding under the tree somewhere? Because they're clear, not enough under this one. <laughs> Wizard <like> school. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Merry Christmas, yeah. everyone. Except for J.K. 
Rowling. I'm not going to pronounce her name correctly. Well, you know, let's let's stop beating around the bush. We're let's here. Let's stop beating up JK. Let's <laughs> move on to why we're here today. To give you a little taste of what we're doing over on the Patreon, a little Christmas gift from us to you, we are dropping for free the Christmas special of our That 70s Show rewatch podcast, The Basement, (laughs) which drops Thursdays on our Patreon. It's been a lot of fun. We're almost done with season one, and every time I dig out one of these episodes and dust it off a little and re-listen to it to put it out for you as a little treat. I'm reminded that this thing we do on Patreon, it's a full rewatch podcast, an hour-long rewatch podcast just about that we do every week, and it's of similar quality to what we're doing already. So if you like us at all, spend a couple bucks this this month. Come on, uh, slide a couple Uncle nickels John's. our way. We know you got that $25 Visa Vanilla gift card for Christmas yeah. from your aunt. You're you going to be too well. confused to know how to spend it anywhere else. Spend it yeah, on Zach Go and ahead Steve. and register it online. Yeah. Then type in take the a code picture into of the back of it. Take a picture mm-hmm. of the front of it. Make sure make sure that the three digit security code is clear. Need that and send it on over to timeknockpod@gmail.com. No, the Patreon is what keeps the lights on here. It's what's gotten us our new microphones in 2023, and I hope that it is a way for us to take the show even further in 2024. And uh, you get all kinds of things by by supporting us over at Patreon, whether that's getting your name shouted out on the podcast every week, getting early access of Into the Time Knife every week, getting the basement, getting the backlog of the unedited Brokeback Bebop episodes. There's a lot going on over there, and it's cheap. Five bucks a month is as, as cheap as it gets for all the content. Content we got going on over there. Five dollars a month. That's a steal. Come on. Well, Stephen, get us in the Christmas spirit. Make me smell the cocoa. Make me see the mistletoe hanging above us, and get us ready for a Christmas episode, a special drop of the basement. Can you give me a uh, quick little, uh, little, little hi hat? Maybe like some brush action. I'll edit in on, some jingle bells. Snare. We got some jingle. Oh, you want like a a warm like mm-hmm. a yeah. I really can't stay. How am I supposed to do the beat? Am I supposed to also be the other half of this? No, don't worry about it. I got it. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. I roll in the hay. Oh, baby, there's dough outside. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Silver bells. Is that it? Is that the? Is that how it goes? I don't know. I didn't uh, say anything about basement. spiking anyone's Everyone, drink. Merry Christmas. Don't spike anyone's drink this Don't Christmas. Don't spike the eggnog. Because I already did party. And please Christmas, join us. You Christmas, can slip Christmas. one of those AirPods that you just got in while your family all yells while Fox News is played on the television. And listen to us talk about a simpler time. You know how much Stephen loves talking about with my the simpler time of years <laughs> long back. You like know, I just 70s. wish that this country was great Back like it used 70s, to be. Back in the 70s when, you know, you could leave your door unlocked on Christmas yeah. night. You could smoke in Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I've told you, Stephen, it's not <laughs> a problem. I am I not go going in, to Cracker Barrel I with you, Zach. Know. I don't care how many times you ask. <laughs> it was a story circle. We it got was back a story to circle. Cracker Barrel. Take that, Dan Harmon. We're going to be back next week to ring in the new year together as we get ready to dive back into the final season of The Good Place here on Into the Time Knife. Sorry, Stephen and I are a couple holiday cocktails deep. It's 7.30 a.m. Christmas morning. We're sloshed.
I've been drinking since four. <laughs> if you watch the video, you see how festive we are. It's yeah, Christmas, it's people. Next Come week, on. we'll be back <laughs> to dive into the new year and dive back into the time knife. But until then, Stephen, where can the people find us? You know, if you really want to stuff our stockings just to the brim, really, if you want to get nog all up to in our capacity. Eggs, yeah, no no space for, for even a little con, chocolate cream. Are you into eggnog, not into eggnog? I think eggnog's fine. I have it around the holidays, and I really mm. like it every time, and I yeah. never think about it when it's not that time ever. It's true. I'm My life is fine without it. Is it really just eggs? Am I drinking eggs really? I when think I drink we're just eggnog? drinking raw eggs. Is it eggs and milk? What makes it's it nog? yellow? Yeah. What, what constitutes nog? What the fuck is a nog? Is it like a mead type situation where Maybe. someone's like in their bathtub mixing like egg yolks and <laughs> cream and cinnamon or something? I'm imagining sure. that's how they make. I'll egg buy nog. it. Let's make our let's let's nog it up this year. Well, if you want to stay up to date with our nogging adventures, uh, make sure you follow <laughs> us over at Twitter, over at Time Knife Pod. We're on Instagram as well, oh, and make man. sure you just meander your way. You know, you just. Who cares if you run over a couple grandmas? I can't stop ripping, Stephen. I think we should just tell the people that we're announcing our celebrity alcohol brand. It's a Zach and Stephen branded alcoholic eggnog. And we really think this is going to be a moneymaker because Mm -hmm. it's specifically for the summertime. The time of year where eggnog is most unavailable. We're (laughs) we're sending out a super alcoholic eggnog. Mm. There's a lot of egg. We're going to figure out what- We're gonna figure out what nog means, and we're gonna yeah. work that shit. We're gonna, we're gonna shove it all nog. up in the eggs. Take it's a sip. mostly moonshine and egg yolks. It's yeah. gonna be really expensive, and Patreon supporters get the first taste. Yeah, well, we'll personally bring you a little spoonful of our special Watch alcoholic out nog. That's all Cooney's you need. Alcohol enterprise. Yeah, we're, Ryan we're bringing the nog aviation gin. next summer. Bring the nog. Check us out on YouTube, search the name of the show, into the time knife, see the video companion to the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to let you listen to The Basement. We'll be we'll be back and, and, and celebrate it out next week and a little bit more coherent. But it's been fun to drop in. Everyone listening, I hope you have a blessed Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Samheim. Uh, what else? Steven what else? Sondheim? Steven Is his Seagal. birthday around Christmas? Steven Seagal, if you're listening, I hope you've got a, got a great <laughs> holiday season lined up. But for real, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that stuff, and we'll be back next week. Be safe. The holidays can be sad, so put some happy in your life by subscribing to our Patreon. Take it away, Zach. Take what away? I thought we... (laughs) Take it Get it out of here. Get it out of my face. Take it away. Mm, Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) That was rough. Eric. Before you explain the beer, maybe you can tell me why there are two state troopers in the living room confiscating our Christmas tree. Well, that, um, funny story and a true story. You're going to laugh. Get to the point. We cut down a tree off the side of the interstate. Well, that's just great, Eric. Now the party's over, you're grounded, and I want what's left of my 40 bucks. Kelso, give it to him. Oh, no. Yeah, I sort of spent it on Jackie's gift. Oh my god, my hot rollers! (laughs) You got in trouble for me, Michael? Oh, I love you, Michael!
crazy, man. Eric, what the hell is going on here? Have these girls been drinking? No, look, Dad, I swear, just Mom's punch. <laughs> Lousy with hooch. You see? You see, Reg? She's drunk, man. That's drunk talk. False. Come on, Jackie. I'll take you and the sob sisters home. Eric, the rest of that beer goes in my refrigerator. Donna, your father's upstairs. I suggest you join him. Steven, you help Eric clean up. And Kelso, go home. <laughs> Hello, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Hi, everybody. Steven, I got you a present. You seem empty handed, but of course, even though it is currently August, we're doing a Christmas episode. It would be yeah. very, very rude for you to drive here tonight without a Christmas present for me mm-hmm. to come all the way. So just give me one second as I. <sighs> Oh, wow. Here's a tree. I stole this from outside. <laughs> Did you lay it? Did it come out of you just now? No, it's heavy. It's very heavy. That's what that was. Well, that's actually funny because I also got you a tree. Yeah, you started with a young inside. tree. That's a better idea. It's very Way small. lighter. Yeah. This is an old tree. Much it has like a tree house in it already. For each other. Yes. This tree will grow. Do you really want this tree, or did I lug it here for nothing? Do I look like an asshole? Or are you? I live in Chicago, and you look right. like a huge asshole. I can't fit a tree anywhere. Oh, come on, dude! It was really hard grass to get it. Walking distance. It was really hard home. to steal it. I had never cut down a tree before. I do not think I did a very good job. Well, you are covered in blood, and as is the tree. I did. It I know fall for a fact this will fit in your bathroom. <laughs> you measured what's your height in that bathroom 16 feet right Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Basement. Merry, very Merry Christmas here in August, as we are here to talk about the very first Christmas episode of That 70s Show, something that they do a lot of. And a sitcom episode set at Christmas always makes me feel nice, even when my feelings about actually experiencing Christmas go up Mm -hmm. and down throughout the years. The feelings I get from holiday episodes of TV is always nice, and a show like That 70s Show fits right in with any other show, being a great episode to see these characters in a holiday setting. I do think that this being a Christmas episode lifts this episode up a little bit from what it would be if it was not a Christmas episode, do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think if this were just uh, the parents are throwing a get-together, their annual party or whatever, you know, uh, I think that the fact that it's Christmas adds a little bit to it. We'll talk about the episode in a second. What's really on my mind... I feel like a lot of shows, a lot of movies at Christmas time have done the steal a tree trope. Mm-hmm. Is this something that's that illegal? If I cut down it's a tree illegal. and steal it, are they that easily catching people that do this? Um, like who's going around and being like, 
97, 98, 99, 100. That tree's not there. If you get caught doing it, it's very illegal. Yes. Depending on the tree. Because remember, wasn't there an episode of um, All Grown Up in which they steal a tree? Oh, maybe. I like All Grown Up. I just feel like this is a trope I've seen a lot. Haven't you seen that before? We steal a tree and we get caught for it. Yeah. You, you say it is really illegal. Why? Yeah. It's illegal to like even like pick wildflowers, dog. They don't want you touching nature. And you'll keep your mouth shut about that, right? That beautiful, huge bouquet of wildflowers I picked for you <laughs> along with the tree. <laughs> I thought that part was legal. I knew the tree shit was, was frowned Yeah, the wildflowers, they don't like that either. So where did we land on that? What should I do with the tree? What should I do with the tree? You know what, Zach? You know what I'd love? If mm-hmm. you took that tree and made me a coffin. Something for you to die in? Yeah. But, like, this just a little bit too small for me, so you got to bend my legs a little. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for me. Or I got to scrunch up my neck. Well, but our will has long said that when we die, we will both be buried, ne- not next to each other, but in the same coffin. Well, if yeah, that coffin's but already a little snug, won't it be tough for them to dig it up and squeeze me in there 48 it's, it's years later when I pass deep, away? A deep, wide coffin? Deep, but it's snug. Just, it's, 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 a it's not tall enough. Yeah. It's Zach Pruitt height and you're a Stephen Baker height is what you're saying. Yeah, maybe so not quite comfort. that big a difference. A little what bit are we taller. thinking our corpse layout is going to be when we're both buried in this coffin that I'm building. Somehow first. both ass to ass, but ass mm-hmm. to mouth too. So we got to figure that out. I will take this on. I do like the idea, even if we're not buried together, that you'll always mm-hmm. be in my wooden embrace in the coffin yeah. that I built for you. But I would like to once again stress how cutting down the tree was a lot mm-hmm. for me. I got some yeah. splinters. I'm not crazy about that. Got mm-hmm. a little dirty on my pants. You gotta. I'm not confident in my coffin building skills. You'll be fine. Just watch those two guys on YouTube. That, yeah, like, there's build gotta the be a how to bury your friend. Like... I'll just Google how to bury my friend. What a mistake. I'm in so deep and I'll see what comes up. Now that's a, a light novel title if I've ever heard one. Today, we're talking about the 12th episode of season one of That 70s Show. It's the penultimate episode of our first half of the season. We're going to take a little mid-season break after next week's episode. But today, we're talking about episode 12 of the season, The Best Christmas Ever, also known as That 70s Christmas. Two titles. What do you think's better, The Best Christmas Ever or That 70s Christmas? Well, That 70s Christmas makes more sense. It's on brand. And I don't think that Best Christmas Ever really applies. Like for who? Donna, mm-hmm. maybe, I guess. Because she gets to kiss cheeks. Double, double cock. She's cheeking yeah. it up all over the Just place. cheeking yeah. it up. I'm going to call it That 70s Christmas. We're talking about mm. That 70s Christmas. This episode was, of course, directed by, do you remember yet? David Trainer. Good job. David Trainer. Today we're talking about the next pit stop on the Trainer train, which is <laughs> nine Trainor. episodes of no another relation. short-lived show. What are you they say? related? Do you know if he and Jerry Trainer are related? Have I asked you that before? I haven't mentioned on on Mike how, you know, like my edibles hitting in and yeah. starting to feel really hot. Starting <laughs> you to, look like you feel hot. <laughs> starting to be aware of my own body for the first time uh-huh. in a few years. You know that. What 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 was the question? You don't uh, know. It was a two parter. Okay. Are Jerry Trainer and David Trainer related? And have I asked you that before? Well, is is Jerry Trainer spelled E R or is it spelled weird like O R? Probably E R, probably right. What I think you think it's O R? That's how I'd spell it if I were naming Trainer. I think so. So it would be different. Let me look up. Because Trainer, Which this one is spelled are you Trainer. Up? I'll look up David. Well, I have that in front of me. That's Trainer with an E R. Yeah. 
Jerry Trainer is O.R., so no relation, unless Jerry really wanted to separate himself from the looming figure of his father, David, so he changed one of the letters in his last name. <laughs> Why does he look like this? You're still looking up something. Are you looking at what I'm David Trainer looks Trainer's like? David face. Show me from your view. I'm not going to look it up. I've never seen him, I guess. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. Wait. Like a smolder. <laughs> Don't laugh at his appearance. He's a very respected guy. That one on the right looks like he's a Fox News anchor. Yeah. Um, David Trainer. Okay. The next thing we're talking about that he did. I get it. He's black and white. No, he's old. Did he die? That last one makes it look like he died. I don't think he's dead. But that makes it look like he died. The next thing on his IMDb is nine episodes of a short show called... Oh, we got another Rob Schraub coming. Are you with me? Yes. Nine episodes of a short-lived show. This is very important, Steven. It's really mm. imparative. Give me the show. You're alive Smack me with part it. of the show. Nine episodes of a short-lived show called Where I Live. Ooh, I wonder what that's about. This show, is it, it lasted for a total... What do you say? Is it a docu-series? Don't think so. I think it's a It's just different addresses? No, yeah, every episode is just doxing <laughs> another real person. <laughs> this show ran for 21 episodes across two seasons, all of which aired in the year 1993, so it aired like a 18-episode first season and then got a couple episodes into a season two before they pulled that plug. Mm. This is the tagline. This is one of those shows that there's not a lot out there about. But the tagline on IMDb is like written by somebody who submitted it, you know? Yeah. This is what we got. The TV series focused on New York City high school student Doug. Well, that's where they live. And his two best friends, <laughs> Reggie and Malcolm. Most oh, of the blacks. stories revolved around their neighborhood and involved Doug, his friends, and his family, mother, father, and younger sister. Wow, those are the pieces that make a family. Yeah, but it doesn't really tell you much about the vibe of the show, right? Tells you nothing. Here's what I'm going to do. David directed uh -huh. nine episodes of the show. These episodes mm -hmm. did not have synopses. Um, I'm going to read you the nine episode titles that David yeah. directed. Pick your favorite. Tell me what it's about. Okay. And before you tell me what it's about, I'll remind you the characters involved, okay? Mm -hmm. He did season him. one Reggie, episode. Malcolm, you got to listen to this part. What did he say? Malcolm, Vincent, Reggie, Malcolm. Okay, Who's it's about Doug. Doug. High okay, school that's student all I need Doug. to know. Go for it. Reggie and Malcolm are his friends. Yeah. And he's got, got mom, it. dad, sister. I got it. Okay. Nine episodes to pick from. Season one, episode two, One Dead Mother. Fuck. The second episode. Season one, episode three, Curf Me, Curfew. <laughs> like curfew? Do you get it? It's about yeah. curfew. Season one, episode four, My Fair Forward. Season one, episode six, Dante's, spelled D-O-N-T-A-Y, apostrophe S. Mm, so Dante's Inferno. Okay, let me do that one. There's more. Season okay. one, episode seven, past tense, future imperfect. Season one, episode eight, opposites attack. Season one, episode nine, married dot 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 with children, just like the title of the TV show. Wow. Season one, episode 10, you might like this one. Season one, episode 10 is Malcolm 2X. And season one, episode 13, shirt happens definitely gonna do dante's inferno so it's okay. clear to me that all the characters in this show are black i didn't look uh, go ahead malcolm reggie malcolm x come on malcolm 2x you dead mother like, i feel dead like malcolm 2x dead mother, you're not gonna you take that one that's about black friend malcolm starts putting on some weight and everybody Stop doesn't it. know you're how to deal joking. with it i think that's you're... my guess 
Why? No, it's Malcolm X. I know, but I think so, the joke is because the character Malcolm that'd be racist if it's X putting because, on weight. Because then you're just calling him Malcolm X for being black. He has to be doing a Malcolm X type thing. But I'm talking about season one, episode X? six, Dante's in. Because you can't just call an episode Malcolm X. Also, racist. there's a you two. Gotta, it's not yes, just because he's the X. second one. His name's Malcolm. No, he's the second Malcolm X. He's <laughs> that might be that might be it. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> they're gonna kill him at the end. Dante's Inferno. So there's a kid that lives on my block. I'm Doug, and his name's Dante. And Dante's having some problems at home, and he lets out his anger in the in the school. Then guess what happens? Dante's mom falls asleep with a cigarette in her mouth, <laughs> sets the apartment on fire. They live in an apartment because it's New York. And Dante has to move in with good old Reggie. Doug? And, oh, Reggie. Yeah, and and Reggie's not sure how he feels about it because we always thought Dante was this bully. Turns out Dante's a sweet kid. He just has a tough life. He's got siblings he's taken care of. That's what it's about. I can confirm a couple things, okay? Mm-hmm. You could not be more correct about the blackness of the show. I wasn't yes. aware of this. It's a black show. Every I would like to state on behalf of on Malcolm X that I would never call him Malcolm 2X if he started putting on a little weight. That's fine. <laughs> you can look however you want. This show starred, do you know who Doug E. Doug is? Dougie Doug, yes. I don't know who this is. Do you know this gentleman goes by the name Doug E. Doug? Why, what, what's Does he, he from? play Doug? Yes. That's really funny. Why do you know him? He's an actor. Don't you know this guy? I mean, I'm looking at his ma- the picture of him with like headphones on. Yeah, you don't recognize him? What else was he in? Fucking Sesame Street. Fucking Cool Runnings. I watched Sesame Street, but not He's a ton He's literally the I best character cool in Cool Runnings. Runnings. You haven't seen Cool Runnings? I haven't seen Cool Runnings. Zach! He's voiced in Shark Tale. I've definitely seen Shark Tale. Dougie Doug is great. Um, I'm looking through his filmography real quick. This is such a <laughs> offshoot of what we're here to talk about. See if that I've actually Cat, seen him in anything. Alien I mean, he's Freaks. a voice in three episodes of Little Bill. I've seen, I've heard his voice in things. He was in 95 episodes of the show Bill Cosby did after the Cosby show, which is called Cosby, which I've never seen. Yeah. I don't think I've seen him in anything other than his voice. Wow. Mr. Yeah, e. Doug. He's Sanka in Cool Runnings. And it cool also Runnings starred is one of my favorite movies. Lex Alexander, Where I Lived. Do you know who that is? No. Sean Baker. Ah, me. Lorraine Toussaint. That's someone, yeah. And then the name she's, I like, like best a, that I saw. I know. This is just one word, this actress's name. Almayvon. Don't know that person. A-L-M-A-Y-V-O-N-N-E. I just love that name. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, <laughs> now that we've learned all about the cast and Mr. E. Doug, Dante's Inferno, season one, episode six, I was able to procure mm-hmm. a description. Doug and Malcolm try to convince Reggie he's in over his head when he falls for an older woman named Dante. Oh, Dante's a girl dragon. An older woman. How do you feel about David Trainer now that you've seen what he looks like having directed nine episodes of Where I Live? I think I know why it got canceled. Would you watch it? Would you check out an episode of Where I Live? Yeah. I think we got to watch Malcolm 2X to see which mm-hmm. one of us is right. This episode was written by Terry Turner and Philip Stark. Terry Turner is one of the 
three creators of the show. He previously wrote that 70s pilot with Bonnie Turner and Mark Brazil. He co-wrote Eric's Birthday with Bonnie Turner and that disco episode with Bonnie Turner. But this one he just took himself along with Philip Stark, who we talked about last week, so I'm not going to read off all of his episodes. Mm -hmm. But I looked up to see, you were like, thank God. But I looked up (laughs) to see uh, what else he had done outside of this show. He wrote six episodes of season one of South Park. Oh, wow. Season one of South Park. He wrote Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, shit. And probably biggest of all of these, check this out. Philip Stark is the creator of Dog with a Blog. I've seen Dog with a Blog. Whatever happened to the child starlet that was the main girl in that? She was in a lot. I don't think you can ask that. I don't think you can assume why I'm I'm asking. She was in a lot of stuff when we were leaving childhood. Is she still? Was it Genevieve? (laughs) Hanalius? <laughs> so no, she with a name like that, she couldn't possibly. <laughs> she be her doing career anything. did not take off. Okay. So yeah, this episode written by Terry Turner and Philip Stark. Here's the next part that you're involved with, Steven. This episode of that 70s show originally aired No career. <laughs> she was This in episode stuff, but... originally aired on December 13th, mm-hmm. 1998. So just ah. before Christmas, mm-hmm. 1998. We're going to talk about the number one movie and the number one album. Let's the number one movie this week, December 13th, 1998, is a movie that's based on a television show. And it is the ninth film, theatrically, to be based on this television show. Um, Star Trek Next Generation? Yes, sir. Well, I mean, Star Trek in general. Yeah. But you are right that it's Star Trek and are right that this was a Next Generation uh-huh. movie. Do Fuck, you you watched some Next Generation, didn't you? I like Next Generation. Do you know um, the movies of it? Do you know what this might be? Wrath of Khan? No, I Return think that was original Khan. series cast. Uh, uh-uh. I can't this think of the Resurrection movies. The Resurrection Star- movies are, or the uh, Next Generation movies are good. What did you say before that? Resurrection? Mm, it's cl- really close. Revival? Think of a word that sounds really similar to Resurrection. Think Reservation. Trump, think Donald Trump. Oh. <laughs> This week, the number one movie at the box office was Star Trek colon Insurrection. Insurrection. The ninth theatrical film based on the Star Trek franchise. That's insane. Wowza. Yeah. Let's talk about the reviews for Star Trek Insurrection. Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. So this would be compiled reviews of critics that reviewed it at the time. Yeah. And also some sense. What do you think the critics gave Star Trek Insurrection based on? 84%. Much lower. 61%. 61%. Still lower. 55% from the critics. Mm, wow. Now the audience, this is going to be people who have gone back and reviewed it. Maybe a lot of Star Trek fans. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the rating is higher or lower than the critics? Higher, but not by a ton. You are incorrect. It is lower Ooh. than the critics score. This must not be a favorite of the Trekkies. Lower than that, it's 44% from the audience. Damn. So we've got 55% critics, 44% audience. You said that a lot last time we did one of these. Mm -hmm. Star Trek Insurrection, Letterboxd. I've translated it to a percent out of 100. What do you think Letterboxd thinks of a movie like this? 55 critics, 44 audience. Where is Letterboxd on that scale? close to the critics, 53. You're close. It's higher. 56. That is correct. It doesn't really mean anything, though. The number one album this week was still the live album by Garth Brooks, Double Live. Nice. So Garthy we're going to talk about... Excuse me? I said Garthy Brookie. Okay. 
I'm really glad I had you restate that so I didn't miss it. Um, We're talking about an album this week that was number two, an iconic metal band. This is a rarities album that includes a big radio hit of theirs that is actually a cover of someone else's song. Metal band. If you can give me the band, I'd be impressed. Late 90s metal. What do you consider metal? Number two, really high on the Billboard's mainstream charts, a metal band. Really? Come on. Well, because I'm trying to think what you think of as metal, like Black Sabbath? No. Metallica's not metal. It is Metallica. I said metal because I thought it would take you to their name. Uh, Because I don't think of Metallica as metal. I think there would be people that would argue that they are. Mm. It was Metallica. Their rarities (laughs) album, Garage Inc., was ah, number album. two today, and it came from the not today in 1998. I know <laughs> that today is not 1998. I think. <laughs> Do you? This is the album that Turn the Page was on. Turn the page. Here I am on mm. the road again. Here wow. I am. Yeah. Turn the page. Oh, now I'm getting it. You don't know. Me one more time. Here I am. Oh, on the road again. Can't see. Here I am. Oh wait. Turn the page. Oh, that gave it to me. You know that one. Picked picked it up by the end. What do you think, Rolling Stone? Your favorite. They give out Uh of five, and they do not do decibels, so it's just between one and five. What do you think they gave Garage Inc. by Metallica? Four. Correct. That's a pretty safe guess for this one, isn't it? Rate your music. Do you think it's the type of crowd, uh, the type of internet audience that likes a band like Metallica? People they give out a like five. to suck Rarity's albums junk. They so. give out a five and they do have to the hundredth. Take a guess. Do you think higher 4. or lower 6. than Rolling Stones four? It's out of five. 4.6. Uh, 4.6. It is lower. Than that or than the Rolling Stones score? Uh-huh. Yep. 3.8. No, just a 3.12 out of 5. Hmm. Not Maybe they're sucking the dick a little bit, but they're just teasing it. Not much, yeah. <laughs> they're not letting the load blow, Mm-mm. by God. By well, God. Well, that's that segment. Uh, now it's your turn. You know, Zach, I was going to keep it really uh, calm this week. I was just going to do a simple you know, recap for you doing it just from through. But, all but then that. I started hearing something. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen closely, Zach. Can okay. you hear that? I'm really close um, to my... Hey, Zach, can you edit in some like Jingle Bell type shit? <laughs> yes, I sure can. It's like, shing, 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 shing. <clears throat> ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God. Oh, ho, shit. Ho, ho. There's somebody ho, ho, hoing at my yeah. door, Zach. Let me see who that is. You shouldn't let in strangers, but if it's who oh. I think he is, oh. send him oh. my way. Shit. Oh, oh. What's going on there? Sounds like there's a struggle going on. <laughs> are, you, are you wrestling him like the tree? Ho, ho. Oh, Merry Christmas, Zach. I'm listening. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Zach. Now that's a man. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, Zachary. You've been a very good boy this week. Not for much longer, I won't be. Who is this big tall and handsome sack of shit that just strolled into Steve's house. Tis I, Santa Claus. Oh my god, Santa Claus. And I'm I've been here writing for a special 
for years since I was a very young little boy, begging you to give me any sign that you existed so my family, friends, relatives, loved ones would stop calling me crazy for still believing you every year, for still putting all my teeth in a little baggie and rolling them up and then putting them in the dough of your cookies and (laughs) (laughs) hoping that you eat my plastic wrapped teeth, would eat my cookies, and writing a letter that tells you, if you don't tell me that you're real and that my teeth are inside you, I'm going to kill myself (laughs) on July 27th, 2006. You didn't say anything. So what the fuck, me? Uh, why are you here now? Zachary, now? I'm so sorry, but I can't read. <laughs> Did you eat the teeth? Did you eat the teeth? I've eaten tons of teeth. <laughs> I'm just full of teeth. Full of teeth. Well, I'm ha, ha, happy, little boy, to be here today for the new edition, a special holiday edition of the Basement Bash that we're calling... The there's no Christmas words that start with B, huh? It's up to you. Maybe the there is. The Baby Jesus Basement Bash. <laughs> baby Jesus is a good friend of mine, Zach. How close we talking are you to this <laughs> to this little baby? I <laughs> too close or just close enough? Just close enough. Okay. By well, who's Zach, standard? you're gonna have twenty. Yeah. Ho ho ho. Seconds. And doing like the count from Sesame Street. Is that like Street, your version ho, of the ho, ho. Joaquin Phoenix Joker laugh, Mr. Klaus? <laughs> it's like a cry for help, kind of. You can't help it. Ho, ho, ho. Okay. Yes. I don't love that. Ho, ho, ho. What are it's... you doing after this? <laughs> well, uh, looks like there's a little boy that needs to have a seat on my lap. All right. Do you have any questions? <laughs> No, that kind of answered it. <laughs> That's all I need. Well, Zach, you have 20 seconds to yeah. recant to me. I'll need 12, the maybe. The <laughs> best Christmas ever, oh, a.k.a. Yeah, that. that 70s yeah, Christmas. I'll take the ho, 20. Ho, ho, ho. Very little mention of me this week, but that's okay, because I'll be on all of your tongues soon enough. Ho, 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 ho. All? Uh, Everyone? Not the little babies, though. How close are you to these babies, Santa? If I ho Don't. ho ho oh have too much of my special mistletoe, ho ho ho, and I cough, you gain an extra five seconds. How's that sound, little boy? Yeah, let's get it over with so we can get the hell out of here. All right, Kringle. three ho ho ho, two ho ho ho, one ho ho ho. Go! It's ho, the foreman's ho, ho. annual Christmas party, but Red doesn't get to go because he's stuck at work, even though no one else is open on Christmas Eve. Eric's get per- Eric gets permission to throw a party downstairs, but everyone gets drunk, and they stole the family Christmas tree outside, so they get busted by the police, and Red finds out when he comes home that everyone's been getting drunk, and they're... <coughs> busted <laughs> meanwhile there's a love triangle Hyde obviously is into donna and gets her a present Stop. And donna kisses them both oh, on the cheek no, I'm and not listening i'm not listening okay. <laughs> i love the way that you establish the, uh, the... Fuck, i cannot speak i apologize to the people who are subjecting themselves to listening to this and hello out there when we for sure post this is a free episode uh for christmas i'm really sorry how'd i do well zach I'd say you earned a spot on my nice list. I shouldn't week. have. I think I could have oh, oh, gotten a lot oh. more, mister. Oh, oh. I'm really confused. Whew. Oh, Zach, I'm back. 
Sorry, this like guy came in here. Yeah, I yeah think what it did was... the big gruff man give me? <laughs> well, that wasn't actually. Santa I was waiting Claus for him to just back. give it to me. I don't. I, at this point, I don't care who he was. There was something about his voice. There's something about the way he looked at me. I felt the presence of a father in a way that I've never felt before. And boy, am I just drenched. I think uh, Javier Bardem kept his beard from the Little Mermaid and threw on a Santa suit and's been going around trying to touch people. Come on the show, Javi. Let's talk about it. It's working. I'm like a 70-year-old bottle of Heinz French dressing down there. As I was rustling him to the ground in a very <laughs> sexy way. Don't worry. He's all yours, Zach. He's primed and tenderized for you. What's mine is yours, friend. Aw, sharing. We just can't make eye contact during. It doesn't work for me. Yeah, but with all that, could have gotten some more of the love triangle. You know, interpersonal dynamics, Fez. a little more of the love triangle. Fez, for sure. The girls Lori. being drunk on the punch. I did say they got drunk, but I didn't yeah, say the punch. Yeah, you know, a little bit, you know, minor details. I think overall you did do a pretty solid job, though. I'm going to give you a B minus. I'll take it. I'll and take Santa, it. And Santa felt the same. Although he wanted to give you a D plus. By that meant he meant his, and you know what I mean when I say hello. Yeah, is that how he said it? Tell him honestly now that he's being so forward. It's not really working for me. Yeah, sorry, so Javi, you gotta go. Kwanzaa or whatever. Let's do some trivia. I've got like four, I think just four questions for you. I've got three for you, Zach. Okay, what does Kitty change the basement TV from the Grinch to? Oh, that was my first question. Holiday Inn. Damn. Do you want me to give you another one, or do you want to... Go ahead so I don't take it. Yeah. Uh, how many birds fly out of the tree when Kitty calls it fresh? It wasn't more than one. It was just one. It was two birds. At the same time? It was like one and then right behind it, the other one. I don't think so. All right. You can think that. There were two birds. No. How much is a bottle of white shoulders? Ooh, $12. Good job. What member of the gang does Red not address when he crashes the party? Fez? Correct. You wanted me to maybe say Kelso, but that wouldn't be true. It wouldn't be true. What does Bernice not like Kitty's taste in? I don't like your taste in blank, so I changed your grocery list. Oh, that wasn't in my episode. We watched it at the same time. I have no idea. Dip. 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 Damn. Dist or dip, huh? Bad dip. Bad dip. What can you do? Did you already ask all yours? Yeah, that's all mine. One more. One more. What does Kelso buy from Red? Some hot rollers. And? And? This is the trick. This is where I get you. Kelso only bought the hot rollers. He didn't buy Pong. Red bought Pong. true. Nope. Red bought Pong. Red says he bought hot rollers and a Pong game. No. Red said. Yes, he does. Red said I only sold. No. No. Go ahead. What? Red said to Bob. No. I sold a set of hot rollers and then dejectedly and embarrassingly he says a Pong game because he bought it to play himself. That's later. I think Kelso also bought one. You're out of your damn When does mind. Kelso say I bought a Pong game? I think it's Red that says it, but it's not the scene at the end with Bob. It's while he's still the in only... the store. Mm-mm. I he remember it. I see it in my mind. The last thing eye. we see in the store is Red playing with Kelso. We don't go back to Kelso purchasing the hot rollers because the hot roller reveal is not until he gives it to Jackie and she's like, oh, hot rollers with steam. And the only thing in that goddamn bag. That's not fucking true. Yes. Red... What's the last scene in the store? Oh my God. What's the last scene in the store, Zach? <laughs> Tell me. Describe <laughs> it to Red, me. It's Red. He's there. And he's just talking. him. I think he's by on the himself. Phone. I know. Hmm, I'm sure, confused. I'm glad Kelso came in to buy these hot rollers and pong game from me. <laughs> and then they repeat the line 
three minutes later when he walks in the party finally? No, they don't repeat it because that's the time that they say what you're saying. The time that I'm saying is what they said something different than is what I'm saying. Just be mad that you got the question wrong. I don't You got the question anymore. wrong. I can't get the question wrong. I wrote the question. So whatever I say is kind of right. Just on You would think. I can't hear you. My headphones are unplugged. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Huh? What did you say? I can't hear you. My headphones. Unplugged. So what'd you think of this week, Zach? Nothing's coming through. What'd you, what'd you think? So what did you think of this episode, Stephen? I think it's funny. I think it's, it's memorable. I remember a lot of the things from it. I, think I already forget what we were just fighting about. The red stuff is fun. Um, you I, know, I think that. it's really funny that Red bought the Pong game at the end for himself <laughs> to be playing. I thought that was very funny. I think this is a good episode. There's one thing about it that doesn't work for me, and it's the Lori punch bowl thing. It's the reason the liquor mm-hmm. goes in the punch bowl. That's such an easy trope, and I do not understand why Lori thinks she's getting one over on them. I guess in the end it gets everybody unexpectedly drunk and bust their party, but they were all going to get drunk on beer anyway. Well, that's the thing. That's the joke of it. But it oh, doesn't so work for me. That's the joke. Is <laughs> that I'm none beat of red them for my family photo tonight? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be beat red because no one drank the goddamn punch because they only wanted the beer. The only That's people that true. wanted the punch were the girls. Right. No one the else girls drank, drank punch, the punch, so they weren't actually drunk. Punch. Right. But the girls were, and that's what yeah. busted the party. Well, that didn't bust the party. The girls were downstairs. What busted the party was the tree. <laughs> We got to bust about everything today. Why? <laughs> it's the cigars you smoke that'll give you cancer. It's the T-bone steaks that'll okay, give you whatever. cancer. I just think specifically the moment where Lori is like pouring the bottle into the punch and is like, ha ha ha. Yeah, I'm like, thanks. Are you I kidding know. me? And I, yeah. I know. That's exactly. Maybe not when I was in high school. That's exactly but... how I feel. I think this episode's good. I don't think it's an all-time Christmas classic. But like I said, I do think it boosts a regular episode quite a bit because it's at Christmas time. I think it makes me cringe less at the Hyde and Donna stuff because it's Christmas time. It's and they're Christmas. feeling good about each other. It. And they're giving gifts. And Donna gives a kiss on the cheek. It's, it has all the same problems that last week's episode had when it came to Hyde saying some weird stuff about Donna as soon as Eric's gone. But this one... This time he did it when Eric was there. That's true. And I kind of like that a little bit better because Mm -hmm. Eric's at least able to say something and speak for himself. Let's see. One of the first things I thought, the whole point of the season so far has been that the family is really struggling for money. But their Christmas party is so lavish. They have so much well, alcohol. Keep up appearances. They have so much decoration. But Red had to like beg for a job from Bob, basically, to be able to afford anything. Hey, Kitty's a registered nurse. She's pulling home bank. I get keeping up appearances, but there's not even a mention of like, oh, it's really tough this year. We're trying to keep up appearances. That kind Red of struck sure did me. Throw him forty dollars for a fucking tree. I know in the seventies. I mean, 70s. that granted, he was being nice and being like, some of this is yeah. extra for your party. But I don't know how much a tree was supposed to be. I thought the same Mm -hmm. thing. The other thought I had was the whole storyline here is that Red has to work at Bob's store on Christmas Eve. Is it so Bob can go to their party? That's That's so fucking funny that he makes Red work so he can go to the party that Red's throwing. I'll say really the only story thread that didn't do anything for me. And I know they made it back beforehand and this is the reason why the girls were there. But they didn't have anything with Kelso driving the girls around. I mean, which is fine. I don't think it would have been particularly funny. But it was something that they took the time to make a thing that happened. And then they yeah. just skipped it. Why couldn't it just be they show up to the party to be at the party? Yeah. 
That's a good point. I did not even think about that because that scene didn't go anywhere, so I just kind of forgot about it, I yeah. guess. That's a good point. The only thing that comes out of that is Fez saying, oh, girls, you should come too, and they're like, well, we will help the less fortunate. <laughs> I had the thought that why is Eric so mad that Kitty wants to make punch and cookies? If I was having a party I'd be and my like, parent yeah, offered sure. to make punch and cookies, I'd be like, fuck yeah, that's some stuff for the party. I wasn't yeah. gonna. I didn't even think about food and beverage. Hey, when you have it, you take it for granted. I know, Zach that's and I are true. craving punch and cookies. Our from, parents could never parents. give us $40. <laughs> no. I thought that Eric and Topher Grace does a really good job of playing little brother in combative to uh, the actress Lisa Robin Kelly, I think, that plays You're Lori. a little brother. Do you... There's quite a few years between me and my You have that much sister. sexual tension between your sister or... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no. I was like only six or seven when she left the house. So she means really <laughs> she was not like that nine. Much. So she's cut out. <laughs> I really like the moment when Eric and Lori both have some dirt on each other and then they just get quiet and they're both like, okay. The other one's like, okay. And they back off. And it made me want to ask you if you have experienced this. Um, No, I'm a fair bit older than my siblings. So you've never hard, had hard them to barter with call you out day. for something and you'd be like, well, yeah, but you, that's never happened. Have you ever been called out for anything in your life or are you just perfect? I've been called out. <laughs> I've been called out before. I don't know. I just thought it was cute the way that they acted this out, the two. The I, I do, too. I like always longed really for a closer, like, age-sibling relationship. Like, I'm cool with my siblings now because they're, like, a little bit older, but... There's a disconnect when you were still at home. Yeah, because I was in more of a, like, parental figure for a lot of the time. At least for my sister. Now, for you, my, my main gal pal. Right. Then when we finally see Kitty's cookies that she made, I just wanted to eat them so bad. Did you see her cookies with the icing? I'm always looking at Kitty's cookies. I thought I thought they looked so good. I yeah, they looked so I good. I was really trying to dive into that punch bowl pre pre rum. I mean, I like rum, all right, but right now I could just go for some like refreshing large batch over sugary punch. <laughs> Burns your throat a little bit when it goes down because all the sugar's dissolved. I hate that. Whenever I have one of those like water bottle powder drinks, I shake it for a really yeah. long time. Oh, I, I don't want powder at the bottom because then mm-hmm. the drink's what? A little watery? No. Mm-hmm. They give you the right amount of powder. They're not giving you extra powder. Yeah, they you gotta don't mix up the powder. Residuals. You what about, sure did you grow up with, up. or is this a white people thing, the punch that has sherbet in it? It is a white people thing, but I experienced it at school. Black Maybe people don't really sprite. make punch Maybe for any reason. So what is Kitty doing? Do you think she's got a powdered mix that she's... Or no, do you think she's Kitty's just buying old school. She's doing the... Jugs of the, juice like, and putting it in there. She's probably mixing, like, fruit punch. You think so? Because, let's see, it was the 70s, is. so they had... Punch. Sunny D, I don't think they had Hawaiian Punch, but they had Oh, Kool-Aid. sure they so had maybe Hawaiian it's Punch like in the a, 70s. Really? Sure they had Hawaiian then Punch then It the might 70s. just be like a Sunny D Hawaiian Punch 7-Up mix or some shit like Could that. Be. Something, you know. Could be. If we ever get to interview Deborah Joe Rock, that's going to be question punch. number one. What was in the yeah. punch? My question number two is going to be, did you and Kurtwood Smith ever fuck? Because <laughs> the chemistry's there. It seems like they yeah, could. Yeah, if so, is he as well hung as I assume he is? I'm sure a quick Wikipedia search could answer this question for me. Mm-hmm. But I almost get vibes that Kurtwood Smith could be a homosexual. <laughs> you and the goddamn alphabet mafia. <laughs> I meant to write this down in my favorite funny moments, and I forgot it was in my notes, so I'll mention it now. 
when Kelso runs into the table, when he's like excited because Lori's in the room, and he jumps over the couch and knocks the fuck out of the punch bowl, <laughs> and it's just this real moment of him like running into stuff. His physical comedy is so great, and the way that he plays with whatever happens, because when you're throwing your body at yeah. something, you can't totally control the outcome, and he just rolls with it. And then the way that he's was like, to me like cool. there were two scenes in this so episode funny. that I thought were brilliant, and that mm-hmm. was one of them. That was, like, so good. This is definitely the first time in my life I've watched that 70s show with headphones. Mm -hmm. So we've been noticing a lot, especially in that scene, especially in this episode, the specificity of specific members of the audience in the laugh track. It is not just everybody's laughing. There are specific voices that come through, specific laughs and specific reactions at certain moments that come Mm -hmm. through that you can hear one person's voice. I heard people coughing in certain moments, which kind of took me out of it a little bit. I just think that's so neat. Yeah, it's wild. Now, Zach, you're in this situation. You're in an Mm -hmm. audience. Which one? In an audience, Recording a live show. Uh Uh-huh. And you have to just let out the nastiest, loudest. Like, you feel it's going to yeah. be like, this could be poop. Like, you got, but you got to let it out because you're just in pain. You've been oh, holding it We're for like farts. 11 minutes. And they're in like a long middle yeah, scene. Those they're just running. Tapings take a long time. Yeah. You can't leave. What do you do? You just let it out and pray to God it doesn't like get. I think I wait for the but exact you know moment where Sheldon Cooper gives a real bazinga moment. Uh-huh. While everybody's laughing, you I think just, I just poop. <laughs> I think if I shit during that time, it just happens. What am I going to do? I have to sit through yeah. until uh, Katie Cuoco, Kaylee Cuoco, Kaylee, gives yeah. the 9 o'clock speech that makes us all get a little tear in our eye mm-hmm. before we go home and fuck our miserable spouses. <laughs> I think I just let the turd out during that big bazinga laugh. They, that's and I idea. think if you'd be lying if you say you'd do any different. Mm-hmm. I think it's really funny that Kelso thought because someone mentioned let's not get presents for each other that that meant that he didn't have to get a present for his girlfriend <laughs> at all. Not just that he Ridiculous. forgot, but that he just thought he was in the clear. But I guess Jackie doesn't get anything for Kelso. Eric and Donna both get things for each other. Mm-hmm. Well, Jackie was drunk, so she probably didn't remember. Before the party when she would have gotten a present. Well, they she exchanged was presents drunk at the then, end. Stephen. So they missed that. Sure Were you drunk when you missed the very clear scene where Red said, <laughs> "One pong machine, Michael. That'll be seventeen dollars when you add it up to those hot curlers." And Not Kelso said, said, "Duh, doy. Here's your own money back." That was so clear as day <laughs> in the episode. I don't think that was in my cut. The Zach Army's out there. Zach Nation. Is, is Zach Nation, out, rise up. my defense. <laughs> Years from now, when we have a really messy court case over who gets to own Kansas <laughs> Point podcast, and the other one of us will tour as uh, Disappoint and Company with like <laughs> music, podcaster friends, it'll be you and Andre and um, <laughs> Kevin Lanigan twice a month. <laughs> and you get him the other two times a month. And I get to tour as you can't disappoint a podcast, except it's just me and, and MJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Everyone's favorite MJ's characters a deep cut from for the, the day podcast. one listeners. Let's see. A couple more notes and we'll move on to the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. It shouldn't be funny. And it's just because Ashton Kutcher is so funny. Kelso saying he's breaking up with Jackie is funny 
every time. Who I'm breaking up with, by the he way. He has this whole it's moment so with Laura, and he's like, well, I got to get this present for Jackie, uh, who I'm totally about to break up with. Don't worry about it. Really funny. And I so love good. how in this episode, Laurie gives Kelso just nothing. Yeah. That's all the notes I took before getting into segments. Is is there anything you want to add? Do you think this has been a really scatter shot mm-hmm. podcast? What did yes. we we talked about Doug E. Doug for a while. We did talk about Doug my, E. Doug for a long time. My, my Malcolm 2X bit, I think that's going to go over well. Mm-hmm. People like that one. Guys, I just say what happens in my head. Yeah. I don't mean it to be racist. Overall, I like this episode. It's not super Christmassy, but it's Christmassy enough. I think it's plenty Christmassy just because the, I don't know, especially when they get the tree. The tree is really beautiful and striking in their living room. And is the basement decorated very much at Christmas? Maybe that's yeah, why Yeah, they decorated well, then what are you saying? You want Crispy Kringle to come on down that chimney for it to be a Christmas special? Yeah. Get your head out of your ass, I Baker. need a lesson. You have to learn a lesson at Christmas. No, I think it is a good Christmas episode. But Nobody learned a lesson. It's not like a Christmas classic. That's true. Nobody's learning. There could I mean, have been... Hyde learned that Donna likes Eric more than she likes him, but... I would have loved a Kelso and Jackie Gift of the Magi type situation. Hmm. Where, like, I don't know, Kelso gets Jackie the curlers, but Jackie shaves her head bald As to buy Kelso yeah. a Pong machine or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get it. That's all I got. I've done Biggest much more extreme things for much less than a Pong machine. Cringe so. moments. I've got a few, and they all, except for one or two, involve Fez. What about you? I have two. One is Fez, one is not. Well, go ahead. Give me one, and I'll start. Uh, when Fez keeps saying, "Or oh, you can have a beard. Do you want a beard? Do you I want a beard?" Sure. I did Give not me like both that. Of yours so I can, so I don't. Uh, my other one was when Hyde was like, "I remember that training, Brock." That's just a weird thing to say. It is a weird thing to say out loud. I think I let it slide because in sitcom context, I buy that these like dudes when they were first coming of age were also noticing when the girls in their circle were also coming of age. I don't know. It was kind of funny. Hmm. I've been noticing your training bra since the day you snapped it, shy. it, snapped it, clasped. <laughs> oh, my cringes. So yeah, I liked for a second. I actually cheered when we watched it last night when Fez calls out Hyde for how weird he's been about Donna. Mm-hmm. But then I cringe really hard and it takes it away when he turns it around and is like, but we're not in my country. So good luck with Donna. I don't know. I think they could have let someone be like, well, be you're like, being kind of weird. doing? Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was cringy. You said out loud while we watched it, this won't make it on my list. <laughs> when Fez says, bend over and put my gifts under the tree to Lori. Cringy. Yeah, didn't like it, but it didn't quite make my list. I wrote Fez in the beer, like you mentioned, but mm-hmm. I put in parentheses, love the toucan shirt, and I did. Yeah, And when he turned fantastic. around and I saw there's also a bigger toucan on the back of the shirt, made me very happy. Yeah. Um, the girls that Fez is with, I thought they were pretty cringy for mm-hmm. most of the stuff. Their drunk acting and their lines in general. Yeah, just whereas mid, very Jackie NPC was really vibes. funny, I think. Yes. Funny and cute because you know at this point Mila Kunis has probably not been drunk like this. Yeah. And it was really cute to watch her play drunk, and she did a good job. Mm-hmm. I also, the last thing I wrote was Donna's second double kiss. Yeah, I didn't like that that happened at all. The first one, I get the point that they're doing, but why did they have to do it twice? They made the point the the first time. But I do yeah. like the way that she like awkwardly steps away and runs upstairs. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Those are my cringes. What about some laughs? I had there lots of laughs. Quite a few for this laughs. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first one was when Fez said "big green Grinch ass." I think those words in that order is funny. No truer words have ever been spoken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I think it's really funny when they're talking about, oh, that's the best present I ever got. And <laughs> Kelso says, you know what the best present I ever got was? Light Bright. It's light fun bright. making things with Light Bright. And everyone's <laughs> just kind of quiet and looks at me like, well, it is. <laughs> I just thought it was really cute and childish really and fun. sweet. Uh, slut shaming is not funny, but what is funny is after Eric does the like, <clears throat> slut thing kitty's like well "Well, bless bless you (laughs) i was just about to ask you i wrote down the words well bless you and forgot the context Mm -hmm. the slut thing isn't funny but it worked this time so it gets the pass this week it didn't make it on the cringe um what was this one not my oh bob he was like well i red says i'd call that person who shows up in a crazy idiot bob's like well it's not my place to judge and the way (laughs) that he said it made me laugh it's cute let's see this one says no you get me there bob um, uh, you got me there, Bob. Oh, the no, you got, that is a typo. No, I see. You got no, me there, Bob. You got me there, Bob. I thought that was funny. Kelso, when he is sawing at the tree and says, I'm done. They're like, oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finished. I don't want to um, do this anymore. I thought that Kelso carrying the tree and then falling under it was super fucking funny. He's so, like, honestly a really impressive like one of his most impressive physical comedy bits yet because that thing's fucking huge Mm -hmm. it's probably some sort of prop i'm sure they had this rigged in a way to make it easier for him but But it's this huge thing and he falls fully on his ass on the Mm -hmm. garage floor again i'm sure it's soft floor but it's a very physical bit it's very clearly actually ashton kutcher doing the physical bit, and it really impressed me and it really made me laugh yeah i thought that was really good the last thing i wrote as a funny bit wait Okay. I have two more. What is no, I mean, I'm done. Oh, I wrote that down. I, I said that already. Back to one. <laughs> back to one. The last thing I wrote is the moment that you called out as being classic is when Hyde and Eric, after everything they've been through together in the episode, open Donna's presence at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And Eric opens his, and it's a really sweet personalized, what was it? It has his name on it. It's a it ID bracelet. ID bracelet. And then it's like, what did you get? And it's a bigger present, and Hyde takes a second to open it. Tube socks. Good. Yes. Good. Yeah, tube socks. Good. It's so funny. Tube socks are good. I thought that was funny. I had a few more. I'll, I'll rapid fire them off. When Jackie's talking to Hyde about getting a present for Donna, and he's like, I'm not trying to get, get win her or whatever. And she's like, good, because you went for $6. That made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that w- my favorite moment of the entire episode was Kitty talking to Red's mom, and she was like, you know, he didn't drink until he met you. And Kitty's like, well, I didn't start drinking until I met you. And then Kitty kind of realizes that she just said that out loud and then just starts laughing and walks away. (laughs) That shit was hilarious. I thought that was so funny and so, like, real. Deborah Jo Rupp is so insanely good at doing these huge sitcom-y beats mm-hmm. and hitting them like a huge sitcom-y actor, but basing this character in something really real to where it always feels based in reality. It always feels like yeah. she's reacting to things and saying things that we all wish we could say but never could. And she plays off this character so, so well, I think, and and, and keeps it really grounded even when she's doing these really big reactions. I love that moment, too. I agree. My next one was Kelso jumping over the couch and hitting the punch bowl. We talked about that. I thought that was so funny. Kelso and Red playing Pong when when he's like, come on, one more game, one more game. And and he like jumps jumps and runs over. It was so (laughs) cute. And then I thought at the at the end, Bob was funny when he's like, "It's seventies, men can hug." And then three six is like, "Oh, is that mistletoe?" And then it was like, "Ah, I got you," because Bob like is in on how up his own ass Red is, and I think it's really really funny. And Bob is so he's comfortable with his Mm -hmm. sexual life, 
He's really comfortable with his masculinity or lack thereof. He's fine yeah. kind of being a beta boy. So he can kind of uh, jab red in the side in a way a lot of people yeah. can. Yeah. I love it. This episode was funny. It is a funny episode. This is going to have to go down in the annals of Zach and Steven podcasting. We had the Steven yeah. took way more of an edible episode. This is mm-hmm. my I took an edible episode. I hope you I guys said earlier we had another Rob Schraub on our hands. I don't think it quite got there, but I also think I probably edited the worst stuff out of that one, and I don't Mm. think I'm going to edit that much out of this. Zach, that was a day. (laughs) I couldn't stop. Well, I'm so glad with how far we've come since then, because that day, I was like annoyed with you. And now, I think that's so stupid. (laughs) I should have Mm -hmm. just been like, we're high. Yeah. (laughs) And let's have fun. Yeah, So it was on both of us. Be more like the you that you are now than the you and that you, you could then. be more be prepared be prepared what's that from i don't know what you were singing lion from. king is that from i lion was saying lion king yeah it's because i haven't really seen the lion king so i biffed <laughs> just it. made I up it. i know it's in there somewhere let's talk nice. about the first hit of the episode i actually have a couple honorable mentions yeah i think a couple so, of honorable mentions. i have a clear winner in my mind though i do too but mm-hmm. i think and it's based purely on laughs. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with Christmas. But my honorable mentions have to be Bob mm-hmm. because he's got the best scheme of the entire episode. Getting a man to work on Christmas Eve so you can enjoy <laughs> that man's Christmas party and Legendary. eat his food and drink his booze is amazing. And to it's still kind of tier. have this higher ground of like, you're my number one guy, right? Yeah. I think it's really great. My other honorable mention is Hyde. I think Hyde has Mm -hmm. a pretty solid episode. It leans into the corny, but this gets closer, and maybe it's because Terry Turner, one of the creators, was involved with this episode, which I think does affect these episodes. Mm -hmm. We saw that the other guy who wrote on this episode was Philip Stark. He wrote, Yeah. yeah, Paul. He wrote last week's episode, and this episode felt like... It's Terry Turner's last episode, one of the creators. It's mm-hmm. almost the end of the first half of the first season. They're ready to leave and pass on the show to the people that have been writing for it more recently. So the two of them kind of like meet in the middle in this episode. And yeah. it kind of has some of those creator vibes. And it gets us back to the disco episode, which mm-hmm. was also written it's by also some of the written. creators. And how that little bit of twinge between Hyde and Donna kind of almost works. Yeah. It doesn't work as well here, but Hyde But it works is... better than it did last week. Yeah. The last one, he was just like, Donna, Eric's gone. Let's fuck. Mm-hmm. And in this one, Hyde so clearly has a crush on Donna and is maybe overstepping a little bit, but is doing it all very lightly. Earnestly, in, in terms of wanting to get her a gift that she And this is like. the same episode. I didn't write this down. I thought it was funny when Jackie says, damn, we've been going an hour. We'll stop. Mm-hmm. When Jackie says, Hyde, if you're trying to make out with me, the answer is probably, probably no. no. Yeah. It's the 70s, and all of these people were a little bit more likely to bounce mm-hmm. around in their couplings a little bit. Yeah. You know? Who are your honorable mentions? My honorable mentions are Kelso. I think it's a really funny episode. I think that overall, I like Red as well and Hyde. But mm-hmm. I got to give it to Kitty. Kitty. Oh, did you say really? Yours? Well, I asked for your honorable mention. That's fine. Oh, I'll sorry. say mine. I'm okay. giving mine to Kitty because really? not only did she have some of my biggest laughs of the episode, but she also managed to throw a successful really Christmas successful. party by herself without Red there and make punch and cookies for her, her boys party. party. She and I'm sure Kitty did the decorating downstairs And got none too. of the credit. Yeah. I really love the moment when she the police show up to take their tree and she just walks up to it and spreads out her arms and says, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
My first hit is going to go to Kelso this week. And it's because he hits all of his comedic beats so well. Mm -hmm. And he has this nice Christmas storyline of fulfilling the prophecy of the idiot who forgot to get a present and shows up to the store on Christmas Eve. That's why it's Kelso for me. And this has been a super long show. So let's get out of here with the That 70s Playlist entry. It's a song that struck me while we just watched this episode. There was this kind of like psychedelic Christmas song that was playing yeah, was cool. while Fez was drinking with the girls. The mm-hmm. pep squad. What do they call them? The pep, pep. squad? Sure. And then the Sob sisters. Mm-hmm. It's a song called I Believe in Father Christmas by Greg Lake. Do you want to give us a radio voice and introduce it to the people? Did you hear that? And now everyone's favorite holiday hit of 1976. It's sub. I believe in Father Christmas. I believe in Father Christmas by Greg Gregory Lake. From Take it away, Greg. Inside the Foreman's Basement. Black Lives Matter in the 70s. I'm Zach. I'm Wait, that, that was weird. Yeah, Black was. Lives Matter is in the 70s. Oh, why don't This is why you say it. Black Lives Matter and I'll not quantify it by a certain time period. <laughs> That's not what I was trying to say. I was trying to emphasize that also in the 70s, when it wasn't being said in the same way, that it did then too. I'm Steven. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs) Oof. They sold me a dream of Christmas. They sold me a cyanide. They told me a fairy story Till I believed in the Israelite And I believed in Father Christmas And I looked to the sky with excited eyes Then I woke with a yawn in the first light of dawn And I saw him in his disguise I just started recording on Audacity. Everything looks good. Do mm-hmm. I sound okay to you? Yeah, sound you sound right? crystal clear. How do I sound to you? Well, uh, there's only so much you can fix, you know? Sure. It's the voice. I should have thought it's about the, the voice. voice when I picked the co-host. It's just that voice. You bitch. You, have a, you didn't think of the smell. You know, people have said before that they have trouble differentiating between us. That's crazy to me. It is crazy to me. I don't think we sound alike at all. Yeah, and also like... The role that we each play on the podcast is different enough that I feel like you would know which one is talking. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> and you're like, wow, <laughs> well, wait, how am I? No, let me hear what you were going with. Yes, and precisely at 42 seconds uh, past the 15 minute mark, we will see that there are four buttons on the left vest pocket. I don't know. I turned you into an old timey golf commentator who talks about it. buttons. Zach would it. never know if what clothes are on. Zach only golfy, pictures Daddy Ted Danson gets naked. angry. <laughs>